Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. I'm your host, White Out. Hey, it's Pandora. And welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. And today we'll be talking about something we haven't been talking about uh, a whole lot of. Um, and I, I did say that I was going to talk uh, or speak a little bit more about UFOs and aliens and stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's plenty of it. And uh, we have one here for you today. And it's the Berkshire ufo incident uh some of you may recall it from the more recent uh the unsolved mysteries on netflix Mm -hmm. uh and it's a very interesting uh, event because there was so many eyewitnesses so many things happened different things happened and this actually spread through several towns yeah it's brookshire county so yes we're not talking about like a one incident, one one town. It was multiple towns, right. like five at least, yes. that we know of, right? And, and a single day. Yeah. Right. And so this incident happened September 1st of 1969. And so we're looking at this uh, at this incident because it, it's very fascinating with, with some of the things that we know that happened uh, with on this day. And there's so many other things that happened because there was... We know for a fact that other people saw it, and we know this because in the show they do talk about how um, they did receive tons of calls. Yes, uh, to the, the radio local station. radio station, the police. It right. was just like inundated with people. Oh, I just saw this. Yes, right. And Light so, or whatever. And so there's a lot of witnesses to this, but yeah. as as we look into this, you know, a lot of these people made contact. Uh, with the UFO. So a lot of them did make some kind of contact. And again, like uh, Pandora said, this expanded through several towns of the Berkshire County. So it looks like it hit Great Barrington, Sheffield, Stockbridge, and Egremont. Am am I saying that right? Um, And so in in the Netflix thing, uh, there are several, you have several eyewitnesses. And the first ones... uh, we have to talk about is the Reed brothers mm-hmm. um, because if uh, they're very kind of they're very known for this event and if they've been interviewed before another podcast and another UFO related uh, type of uh, shows and so it's because it's very it, again they've had very interesting experience they had several experiences but on this day in September 1st of 1969 it was uh, Thomas Reed Matt Reed uh, Nancy Reed and their uh, Nancy's mother, which right, is the, the grandmother, of right? Boys, yeah, and they were on their vehicle driving through what it looks like some kind of cover bridge, right? And yeah, like ha- an all enclosed bridge, right? right? It's a very enclosed it looks bridge. like it goes over a small body of water. And what happens as they're crossing this bridge? I mean, they, they start to see something, right? Like right. a light, yes, like a the- big giant bright light right casting over this uh, cover bridge and it hits them as they're coming towards the end of this cover bridge and it covers the whole car 
with this bright ass light and they're trying to figure out well, what the fuck is this and they're looking at this and they're being hit with this like light and winds up happening is um three hours go by mm-hmm. of missing time yeah you know, they're missing time they're missing three hours of time and when they come to they're more than a mile away where they came from right part what the pharmacy store or something like that and I don't remember where they they ended up, but it was like it was almost like they got put back, but right. there was little things that were not right. Right. You know, one being the well, they weren't where they started out. Yes. <laughs> I believe he says the uh, the keys of the ignition are not like they're not in the ignition, not whereas in they the were ignition. Right, right before. And then there's the whole mm-hmm. swap of right. the mother and the grandmother. So the mother was driving, the grandmother wasn't. She was in the passenger side right and what why is this strange so it's strange because well you could say well maybe they just recalled incorrectly but the grandmother never drove right so she would never have been in the driver's seat yeah she's never driven right so that it really doesn't make any sense yeah and then there's the missing time where obviously you know three hours passed and nobody knows what happened yeah because it was some time after nine o'clock and they're waking up almost what midnight in front of the store like yeah what? Like that's not where they were yeah and so they don't recall what happened they don't know if anything happened to them uh were they taken on board a ship uh were they just pranked you know by the ufo aliens and just parked somewhere <laughs> else prank. um but there's there's uh something interesting with the the reed brothers um Let's go back to the beginning with them because this is something that they've seen prior. This wasn't the first incident. Yes. It wouldn't be the last. Uh, So in 1966, uh, first time, they saw a turtle shell UFO. Mm -hmm. Like an upside down turtle shell. Right. right? And they saw this and that freaked them out. It was one of the first one of the first sightings that they had um, as the brothers. And that was very strange to see. They just saw it, and it just took off, right? Mm-hmm. And the next incident would be in 1967, where they saw another UFO. This time, it's a little different. It's an upside-down Hershey's Kiss-looking UFO. Very smooth. I think they saw what looked like panels on it. Mm-hmm. And as, as best as they could describe, and it, w- it was about 60 feet wide. Something like that. And so it was a it was a wide ass UFO. And again, it was almost like if it was like it was shadowing them, following them, stalking them. It's very strange though too, because they I know in the the documentary from Netflix they do mm-hmm. mention that they weren't like from that area, right? Right. This is a small town in Massachusetts mm-hmm. that they the mom's a single mom. She had right. moved there right. from, I, I don't remember Nancy where they, Reed, yeah. they came from originally, like where they had moved from. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I'm wondering if like they had been followed, followed mm-hmm. before or, you I'm know, had they yes. had anything prior to Berkshire County or was it all in Berkshire County? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they were tracked. I think they're being tracked. Possibly. I mean, it's possible you know, that a lot of these people were being tracked. Right. Like, Cause you know, 
doing our annual check-in on you or no, something yeah, no, like that. No, yeah, yes, definitely. Because you said 66, 67, and then 69. 69. I mean, what if there was also a 68 that you just don't recall? Right, you know? exactly. These are the only times they're able to recall. And, and as as many of y'all uh, are interested in the UFOlogy and aliens, uh, some of y'all know that... You know, there's plenty of people who have been who who claim to be adopted, you know, have been taken by these aliens and recall incidents here and there. And sometimes some of these cases, some of these people move different town, different city, a different state, and they tend to get followed, you know, Mm because it doesn't stop. And somebody in some of these cases, they feel like they're being tracked Another and another in very few cases they've found foreign objects in their body you know with these rock metallic uh magnetic type uh looking things in in their in their arms or in their shoulders or under under legs these foreign objects and it almost acts like a tracking device of some sort and so what if they're being tracked you know i feel like that would uh, make sense i mean we track things and we're not even that technologically advanced you know what i mean we can track like whales and stuff in the ocean and be like oh hey this we, is their migration like, right yeah we track deer why wouldn't they bears. do that to somebody they abduct exactly so in, in a way if i would if i was one of these people i would try to check do some kind of like a body scan of some sort to see if if you maybe see you have if a foreign you beep object over when tsa <laughs> goes through well your... it's not it's something they have to search through one of those uh one of those what do you call it the tube machines when you do like a scan, yeah, like a full um, body scan, like a full body scan, um, not necessarily like one of those because we don't know if it would be something metal or right, plastic or something think, else entirely. Yeah, and so it's it's one of those things that you would have to check. But anyway, um, so the other the other set of individuals that were there uh, during this time frame, uh, a Jane Green also encountered this uh, UFO. Uh, she was driving along with her friend on this road and you know she's not a believer right she claims she's not a believer mm-hmm. she didn't believe at least un- she wasn't yeah. she wasn't she wasn't a believer until this incident happened and um oh one before i forget one of the other things that the reed brothers mentioned uh were the rods the rods of light right the brother yeah. um matt reed uh recalls seeing some kind of like rods of uh, of light they saw well they, i know they mentioned they saw like the bright white light coming from this like disc shaped mm-hmm. uh you know thing in the air but then they also saw like um like an orange ball that said it flowed almost like wave like oh, right yes, yeah and then they yeah, saw these like rods of light come out yeah. from it so i don't really know what the like the purpose of that was because right before they got taken of it yeah right before they got taken matt matt said he saw this uh ball right and it was making these ocean like sounds almost like you know kind of like a like a weird like sounding machine but it was floating it was this bright orange thing Mm -hmm. and he was hearing the sound uh coming from it which is weird because almost all the witnesses say that, you know, the, the thing they remember is like the crazy light, but the light. no sound. No sound. Nothing else is making but a sound. It, but uh, I guess when they come to, what's the other thing that they they heard was like crickets, like a burst of 
nature, right? It just, but it was like all of a sudden, yeah. like all the the crickets. They mentioned mostly crickets, but it was like right. crickets, cicadas, and like whatever else was out there was just like all of a sudden all just sudden. goes off. Yeah. Um, very strange. Uh, and so Jane Green driving along this road uh, with her friend. And again, like we said, she was not a believer until this. Uh, she she thought it was all fake and just science fiction, and so she's driving on this road with her friend, and suddenly there's a bright light coming from ahead of the road, uh, and it's coming like way past the cars that are in front of her. Mm-hmm. And it's so bright, like she, they think it's an accident, but then it's yes. just like okay, it's too bright, you can't see. Yeah, she recall, she thought it was an accident, and so then they all, when she recalls, they all parked off the road. Right. Yeah. Nobody could even drive anymore. Right. It was so bright. It was so bright. Everybody gets off and it's looking to see well, what the fuck is it? You know what's going on? And she recalls this bright light, you know, super bright, blinding, and it it suddenly hovers up, right? Mm-hmm. And then takes off, climbs up again. Yeah. Goes forward to pass the mountain, and then just takes off again. Yeah, just like went up and like zigzagged a little bit, and there was the gone. Right. But she mentions that it was just like it. It was large, super bright, but also silent. Right. Right. And she, I think she mentioned that it was like a like a turtle shell. Yeah. Right? Like an upside down upside turtle down, shell with like the little ridges, like kind of a weird. Uh, like metallic, but she couldn't even tell you like what kind. If it was like silver or bronze or, bronze, or what. Yeah, she said it kind. Of, there was like some kind. It was some kind of metal of some sort. But I, I know some of the people described it as like almost like tarnished looking. So yes, you know how metal can be like it's silver, but it also looks dark. But then yeah. it has like a bronzy look. So, and, and what's funny is like sometimes uh, in some of the cases where people have had these type of encounters, they have recalled looking at the metal of the UFO. And sometimes they're they're like it's like a pearl, it's like a marble, like a shiny marble, like a like mercury, like oil looking. It's it's shiny, but so like it's is it like not weird. even is it consistent or does it change? You know. Yes. Does the metal look like it changes? Is it does, does it look it like it's liquid? Does yes. It? That that's what I I feel like it's like some kind of metallic pearl ish kind of thing. Where it looks like it's tarnished, it looks like it's not, it's bright and metallic, mm-hmm. gold, and, and all this. But the reason, I feel like the reason it does that, it's because the camouflaging purposes. And that could be like metal. some reason why, you know, the, the inconsistency of how it looks, it's because, well, it, it isn't consistent, it's changing. It's changing. And it's then also changing. why sometimes people say, oh, like I saw something and then it was gone. Maybe it wasn't gone, it was just gone from your sight. Right. Like It was still there, but it, boom, camouflaged. Like it was shining all bright and, you know, obvious, and then it just turns that part off. Right. And you can't see it. So you're like, oh, it just left. It just took off. But right. maybe it didn't. Maybe, maybe it's still it didn't. there. That's right. But um, one of the more stranger things as uh, you look into this episode and you look into what's going on, um, Mel Kirschendorfer, is that how you say her last name? Kirschendorfer. Kirschendorfer. I'm totally butchering her name. (laughs) Melanie Kirschendorfer. Melanie Melanie and Tom Warner, uh, Mm -hmm. they both had a very intricate connection. I mean, both individuals who have never met before. Uh, Mel is older than Tom. 
Right. And Mel was a bit of a rebel, right? I mean, she was talking about how she, you know, her and her friend would like to go smoking. You know, mm-hmm. they were, you know, and I mean, it's a small town, you know, the kind of things happen like that. Yeah, but I mean, different, different times as well. Um, they like to get into trouble. I mean, what do you do in a small town as well? Drink, um, smoke. Exactly. <laughs> get into trouble of all kinds of sorts. Uh, so, the, so what ends up happening is she goes with her parents and her sister to get some ice cream. The last thing she wants to do is go get some ice cream. But I mean, hey, you know, spending time with the family. And so the dad drives them to this park and they decide to go up in the hill and they're parking and they're they're parking and as the dad is pulling into the this little area that they're gonna, you know, sit there and, and all eat ice cream and park in, in this little area, they're hit with the bright light. You know, a flash of bright light, mm-hmm. and they're all looking at it and going, "What the? What is? What is? What does she say that the dad <laughs> says?" Well, the dad's reaction is like the worst because he's like, well, I don't know if it's the worst, but <laughs> the dad is like, "What is that? Like, let's chase it, yeah. right?" He's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, he goes, <laughs> like, "Holy shit!" The mom's mm. like, "You know, I think his name is Joe or something." She's like, yeah. "Joe." Yeah, because he cusses in front of the kids, right? But then. The mom is like, oh, it's just like a shooting star. A shooting star. Like, and what is it doing down here yeah, shining and, brightly? But and, and, and the kids are like, no, it's not. It's the not kids a, are just not like, a shooting star. please don't chase it. And that's not a shooting star. Yeah. So everybody has a completely different reaction. Mm-hmm. But then it gets even worse, right? It gets worse. Because what happens to her? What happens to Mel? Well, I don't think she has like the best memory of it, right? But yeah, but what she, are the bits and pieces she can recall? I mean, it, it sounds like she gets taken. Right. Because, like, she wakes up later on and she's no longer with her family. Mm-hmm. She's, like, in a a field. Right. She just wakes up. Her, none of her, like, her friend's not there. Her family's not there. She has to fucking walk home. Yeah. She like, suddenly, she, she recalls bits of, like, being in the UFO mm-hmm. in this room. And there's other kids around her age, uh, some are younger. And, you know, she remembers seeing other people. You know, she remembers levitating up uh, mm-hmm. and then suddenly being in this room. And there's other people. There's other kids. There's other people her age. And then suddenly, boom, she wakes up. And she's at the lake. And she has to fucking walk home. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. I mean, I can see how you might think, like... Oh, you know, maybe you dreamt that. But, like, okay, if you actually had to physically walk home, I feel like you wouldn't mm-hmm. misremember that. Right. You know what I mean? That makes it a lot more concrete. Like, well, how did you end up there having to walk home? Right. And, I mean, there's no mention of, like, what happened to her friend or her family, but you can only assume that, like, they maybe experienced something as well. Right. And either and they, they just, don't remember or... they don't want to talk about it. Or it was just her that was targeted. I mean, I don't know, but mm-hmm. like, it's so weird that they right. don't recall. Yeah, because they weren't there. That's and the other thing. Is like she woke up there at the lake alone. Yeah. And her, where the fuck are her parents? Did they mistakenly say, "Oh, this one we found somewhere else," and they we're gonna drop her off right here? Who who knows? I mean, and is it, this... the way she talks about it, it's almost like she doesn't really. Like, after that, she didn't really have anybody to really talk about with. Right. Like, she said she had a boyfriend that believed her. I mean, he wasn't there, but he believed her. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it sounds like she wouldn't really talk about it to right. like too many people. Yeah, she's kind of she's kind of alone on that situation. Yeah. Um, and so then, Tom, on the other hand, 
lived. His is crazy. His is crazy. He lived in the in the area. Never met Mel. Never met Mel before this. Mm-hmm. And Tom, Tom was at a friend's house, and they were coloring, and uh, they were being babysat by the older sister of this friend. Mm-hmm. And, and she knew him since like he was born, right? Basically, so yeah. And so what ends up happening there is that uh, this is getting late. And Tom suddenly feels the urge that he has to go home. It's more than an urge. It's like... Oh, he heard a voice. He actually heard a voice. Communicated to... Like, because he's just there and he hears the voice. It's like, it's, you know, time to go home or you need to go home. And so he just, like, bolts up and is like, I need to go home. <laughs> and they're like, well, why? You know what I mean? And I just got to go home. And he's <laughs> just, like, like uh, feels uh, super compelled to do so. And, like, it starts to, like... Yeah take off running yeah, exactly and he takes off off out the door and mm-hmm. what happens as he's running well he describes it as like he feels like he, you know he one he's freaking out because he's just like doing this out of like what does not feel like free will probably right and he's running like almost like he's floating is what he describes right like he's just right. running really fast floating yeah but he, what everyone else sees or what his babysitter sees is that he's running in place he's not running anywhere He's running in place for like five minutes. Right. And then... Like, who does that as a child? And then suddenly takes off. Suddenly disappears. Well, there's a light that comes over. Right. Yeah. But as far as the babysitter sees, he fucking vanishes. Yeah. He's gone. Right. But what he's experiencing is not only did he see the light, but his arms are pushed behind him. Mm Mm-hmm. It was very weird, he said. It was like... You know, all of a sudden, he's not in control of his body. Boom, his arms go back. Fucking light hits him. And bam, he's taken. He's lifted. He's gone. Yeah. And and the babysitter's like, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> he was just there. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know exactly what she thinks she saw. But yeah. she knew exactly that he was gone for seen minutes. Like, she gone must have been seven freaking minutes. out. Right. Because he hits the curve as he's... Running well, he doesn't even hit, get to hit the curve of mm-hmm. the of of the street before he's running in place and then to gets taken. But when he wakes, when he the, one of the other memories is that he's suddenly on board the ship, mm-hmm. and he looks across and he sees Mel. And what does he say about Mel? I thought it was funny. <laughs> well, I mean about Mel. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's what you recall, but I no, mean, no, go he, say it. He says that he just sees like her eyes like getting wider and wider, right? Like yeah. she's freaking out. She she's is scared. Terrified. Her, yeah, she's terrified out of her fucking mind. Yeah, and she doesn't remember she doesn't, seeing him. Yeah, but he remembers her, her which is crazy. Yeah. And there was other people. The fact that he's able to say, "Yeah, she was there. I remember her." Mm-hmm. Mel doesn't really remember, but him. she does know that she was taken. Right. So it kind of they corroborate each other's corroborate story. Each other, in a way. Yeah, and there's other kids on board. That's what crazy yeah. part is. There's other kids on board, and and, and like I want to hear what these other kids, if they remember anything, um, about this time frame. But then, <laughs> and so then he goes on to describe what happens after you know he's there on board. He doesn't really <laughs> go into the details of what happens. Um, he got experimented on or this or that. But he, what, what, how does he fucking describe as he gets like put back in place? Well, I mean, he he acts it out, so it's hilarious. You gotta see it. You gotta and really I just have to it. say, like when I saw him, he looks like 
to me, he looks a little bit like Trump. Like a younger version of Trump. Like a younger Trump. And if Trump was like, Edu- had long educated. hair and wore a baseball cap, I don't know. You got to see it. You got to see it. <laughs> he, he, it's it's very uncanny. He, it's, he it's has amazing. a resemblance of it. But anyway, yes. like, so he, he reenacts, you know, mm-hmm. being brought back and he's like laying on the floor. Right. But this beam of light is still on him. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess at some point he hears like, his brother or his brother's there yeah and they're and like telling him to get up yeah. or to leave and like, he can't he's like tommy get up and he's like <laughs> i can't the light's holding me down yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he's like laying there pinned on the ground but i mean but like can you imagine like he's like nine right so this is must yeah, be terrifying he's, he's like nine or ten or something like that yeah. yeah and he he's like fucking terrified out of his mind you know there's this fucking light and then he's like i can't get up and then he hears like a voice, telepathy, mm-hmm. right? He hears it through telepathy, and the voice says, "I'm almost done. I'm gonna leave." <laughs> like we're we're just wrapping up here. Just give us like two more minutes. We're, yeah. we're about to take off, and then it just fucking takes off, and then he's able to move. Yeah. And then he sees Mel later on. But he's able to get up and like look back up to the ship and see that, that that's was, like where he just came from. And then it takes off. Yeah. Yeah, but in life, you know, as life continues i guess at some point he sees mel yeah and they have an instant connection Mm -hmm. and she best describes it as she feels like they're related like it's her brother yeah isn't that crazy and she's like i've never met him like she says she's lived her whole life and never met him yeah you know like she said they're not the same age they never shared friends or anything so it's just like why have this bond? bond Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. And I and then we we talked about before we we started recording um that maybe they're cut from the same cloth in a way, you know, m- maybe they weren't related before, but what if they're related now because <laughs> they were alternated yeah. DNA wise. Well, you know, it's kind of funny cuz like as we were talking right now I was thinking like so the uh Tom Warner his whole ordeal starts with that telepathic voice, right? Telling mm-hmm. him to go home. Right. Or like, it's time to go home. I'm like, what if they're not talking about his home? Like, his house. Oh, that is interesting. You know what I mean? Like, what's home? What is home? That is good. Dude, that I is just creep myself that out. Is, <laughs> that is so fucking good. I did not think of that because he gets called out and then he gets taken up like was that home was that home was that home that is interesting i didn't you know i did not think of that i really didn't think of that mm-hmm. and so there's so there's been so many theories you know the town somehow is being used as a petri dish of ufo <laughs> experiments uh people are being selected you know being experimented on it sounds like mostly kids right yeah, very young kids yes um under under you know 18 i feel like if adults sure. were impacted it was only because they were in the presence of kids or or yeah yeah, yeah. that we know because of right the kids, yes because then as far as we know i mean we don't hear anything from the adults if anything happened to them um, I know there was a lot more incidents than obviously you know the unsolved mysteries covers. Mm-hmm. They focus on these four people, but like we said, there was lots of calls, lots of eyewitnesses that at least saw something in the sky or whatever. Right. But as far as people having been having a more close encounter, 
I don't know if it was mostly kids or adults, but right. Will they talk about it? You know, that's a different yeah. thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's like a whole other thing. I mean, will they talk about it? I mean, it does. I mean, it would be nice to hear that. Yeah, some of the adults experience some kind of weirdness, something. Um, because what? What's the other thing that happened prior to this? What's the other event? A month prior or so, a little bit more than a month prior. Oh, so, I mean, one of the, the theories was just, you know, well, what would cause all of this to suddenly happen? Like, why would right. somebody just come check us out? Right. You know, five different towns, all these people get taken. Mm-hmm. And July 20th, 1969 is when the U.S. had their first moon landing. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, well, that's interesting. Right. Just like, you know, a little over a month later, September 1st, 1969, we have all these towns get hit up. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, maybe we drummed up some interest, you right. know, like, okay. hey, they're pretty smart. They're able to get to the moon. Like, let's go check them out. See what, you know, see what kind of test we can run. See, see what's going on. Right. Exactly. I mean, you never know. Like, yeah. maybe the fact that we, you know, put people out there in space drummed up some interest. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, very possible. Um, so, I mean, that's the first theory, that it did happen, this shit did go down, people were taken on board, um, and I, I tend, obviously tend to believe these people, I don't think they're bullshitting, uh, you know, when you're listening to them speak about it, they're not, they're not bullshitting, they're giving you a story, they're giving you a recount. Not just that, but I mean, sometimes people are like, oh, it was a hoax, it's just for personal gain, but a lot of these people didn't really gain anything, anything. anything they lost, they because... Lost. Then you're the subject of ridicule and like you lose friends or right. you, you get bullied. Mm-hmm. People think you're fucking weird and crazy. And that's exactly what happened to them. Yeah, and that's what happened. So for them to still be like, no, I'm sticking to no, my guns on this story, then that's. Despite losing friends and family. Yeah. That's, it's like, I know what I saw, I know what I experienced. And I believe them. I 100% believe them. I especially um, believe that the older lady, right? Like uh, Jane, Jane Green. Jane Green, yeah. Because she's like, I'm 85. Like, what the hell does she what do, have what to am I, what, what am I gonna gain get out of this, this, this point? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I totally believe them. I mean, there's, obviously, there's, there's a theory that obviously it did happen. Second theory is that it was a widespread hoax. Some people were in on it. There was a scam. Um, the radio was in on it, you know, mm-hmm. kind of bullshit to gain popularity. Uh, people always go to, uh, no, they're trying to get tourism. You know, they're trying to get people to come in. And it's like, no, I don't think so. I think this shit go shit went down. The radio didn't have the technology to have backup drives of, you know, people calling in. They didn't record shit back then. You know, it's not like now. So I, you know, I don't think it's something that that would have you know the whole a whole getting a whole town to agree hey you know right. this should happen or getting a good amount of people to say and have these stories and shit uh i definitely don't think so um and then there's the other theory that oh, it was some kind of military type event you know something drawn out by the military you know the military is trying to do some experiments on their own you know the navy was involved the air force was was involved and so you know, you have all these people, they're saying, you know, maybe it was military stuff uh, going down. But I, I, again, I don't buy that either. I don't buy it. I know the military. Okay, first, let's get this straight. The military, obviously, they have all these third companies building new technology aircrafts. Mm-hmm. But in 1969, None of the projects that we know of that have been released from uh, secrecy, 
from the military of the stuff that they were working on. This is all public stuff now. You can go into the website and the archives and you could check this out for yourself on all the military projects that were working on at that time frame. Not just the military themselves, but companies like Lockheed and Bowen. Right. They were working on special projects, special aircrafts. None of those fucking aircrafts resemble the shit that was being seen in the air. A lot of them had wings. All right, like a fucking airplane, like a regular, like plane. A regular yeah. airplane. They were triangular. They had wings. You can tell that they were made. If you're following anything with the UFOs now, you know that the military has come out and said it. If you follow any of the current shows, you know that now even people who were related and, and were uh, involved knew mm-hmm. that this all there was no aircraft that was like this that we know are UFOs. I mean, that and the fact that this is obviously the this date stands out in Berkshire County because of the the mass sighting, right? right. But it wasn't the only one. Like, yeah. it was already, it had happened. Yes. And I think it's happened, you know, to other people on other dates mm-hmm. before and, and know, after. Yeah. And we know so. there's, uh, this area has been a consistency of flowing UFOs and adoptions maybe and other events uh, we'll definitely be getting uh to some of the other events in a different episode uh what are your closing thoughts i think i mean it's pretty compelling like that's that's a lot of corroborating you know eyewitness accounts and more because right. there's you know the the corroborated like abduction accounts mm-hmm I think it's pretty crazy. I mean, it, it needs to be looked into more. And right. those people need to be... Hopefully, they more of them come out and talk about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think they need to be believed, at least, or given the benefit of the doubt. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. Um, I 100% agree that this shit went down like that. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a very fascinating episode. Again, it's Unsolved Mysteries. Check it out. The whole series is very fascinating. I, I like that they re-brought it back up with new stuff. And I strongly recommend it. And again, guys, uh, go ahead and, you know, give us a rating on iTunes. Again, this is like other people are able to find us. And tell your friends. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Laters. Laters.